Alright, hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movies with My Mother. Of course, I am Lexi. And I'm Mom. And Mom's name is Lori, which is relevant to this movie. Yes. L-A-U-R-I-E. It's even spelled the same. Yep. <laughs> How often does that happen? Never, hardly ever. Yeah. Because most people name Lori spell it L-O-R-I or L-O-R-Y. L-O-R-Y. Yeah. Weird. What? That's like the truck, Lori. The truck in Europe, in yeah. England, they drive the lorries around. Yeah. That's a Y. I think it's R-R-Y. I don't know. People spell all kind of crazy stuff. Okay. Weird. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, we watched John Carpenter's Ugh. Halloween, Ugh. 1978. Yes. It was a hard R for the violence. Oh, yes. But no blood. Did you... Just the little bits of blood uh, when they he was stabbing people. There was a little bit of blood, like but right no, there. like arterial spray, G- gushing, G- gushing. It was just wound blood. Yes, yeah. Even when he slit her arm, yeah, there wasn't any blood dripping on her white shirt. No, it was just a little red mark on her arm. Yeah, just a little paper cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ninety-one minutes. And I would say, yeah, it was a good solid hour and a half. You betcha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This movie was rated 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 87% on Metacritic. Oh. And 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, it is a cult classic. I don't even know if it's a cult classic. I think it's a straight up classic. Mm, Yeah. Because this movie... People talk about this movie. This this inspired me. This inspired you. This inspired this. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is straight up classic territory. Okay. It was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Yes. We know Deborah Hill from the Clue movie. She produced that. Oh, yes, yes. I do remember that. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. And it stars Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. PJ Souls, mm-hmm. uh, Nancy Loomis, and one of the background characters is Kyle Richards. I said, you know, keep an eye on that little girl. We'll talk about her later. Yes. Kyle Richards is a real housewife of Beverly Hills. No. She is also Paris Hilton's aunt. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Her and her sister, Kim were actresses in the 70s when they were children. Yeah. And they both were on Housewives later. Kim at least had a crippling alcohol problem. Oh. When she was on Housewives. I don't believe she's on there anymore. Kyle still is. And now Kathy Hilton, their sister, their half-sister, who is Paris Hilton's mother, Uh is now a real housewife. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've never seen any of those real... Housewife shows. I think you'd know her if you saw her. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think so. Because she's a gorgeous woman. Yes. Very elegant. I'm sure she's trash, but. (laughs) Well, is she on TV on a housewife show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, needless to say, we've already come to our conclusion. (laughs) Um, It had a very modest budget. Did you read anything about that? I did not. I paid attention this time. Oh. <laughs> the budget was about well it depended 
the first thing I just read was 300,000. And then the next thing I read was 325,000. So somewhere there. Around 300,000. Yeah. I, I did see that it collectively grossed over 64 million really the number i saw was 47 but that might be an old number i will take your 60 whatever six four zero six hundred but this is collectively i when i wrote that oh. down now i wonder if it's collectively of all 12 movies yeah there's like a hundred movies yeah so i'm wondering if because i wrote collectively if the oh. franchise because I was looking in the franchise. Yeah. And those Rob Zombie movies really skew it because well, those made those, money. Those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're trash, though. Well, you've said that repeatedly. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing at work today. And the article says, um, Rob Zombie lists uh, the top five worst horror movies. And I'm just like, I'm reading through the list. I'm like, hmm, none of them are his. <laughs> Just because your last name is Zombie does not mean you can do a horror movie. <laughs> Zombie's not even his real last name. Well, he <laughs> pretends it is. <laughs> I know people love him. I don't. Like, I love White Zombie. I like the music. But I think his movies are garbage. <laughs> yeah, you said that a minute ago. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. I take it back. I did like, um, oh Christ, what was it called? Oh, The Devil's Rejects. The House of a Thousand Corpses sequel. I did like that. <laughs> but the sequel to that movie was just, eh. Okay. 31. <laughs> He's remaking the monsters. I've already seen pictures of the monsters and they look stupid. Yeah, we talked about that. So. No. No. Stop shitting on our childhoods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, some big names were approached and tossed around for the role of Dr. Loomis. Did really? you read anything about that? No. Oh, my goodness. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing of Hammer Horror fame. Oh, my goodness. Were both approached to play Dr. Loomis. And they oh, my. Both turned it down because there was going to be little to no money. Wow. <laughs> Oops. Christopher Lee does later say that he, he, that was a big mistake. But that's also one of those things where, you know, it's an indie film. You know, I don't know if anybody's going to see it. You're not going to pay me very much. This is like, this is right around Wicker Man for Christopher Lee. That was a big deal in Europe. He's not going right. to, he was still making Dracula movies for Hammer. He's not going to take a $10,000 payday to, do a student film. Correct. So. Maybe you should. Maybe you should every once in a while. <laughs> step aside of yourself and. Well, that's. Um, but a lot of actors do stuff like that. Like um, Sean Connery turned down the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, well. Because he didn't understand the concept of the Lord of the Rings. He'd never read the book? I, I, I guess not. Okay. But he's just like, I don't get it. And that movie, you know, made more money than God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, some other big names that were tossed around that they were looking at. Names you're all going to recognize. Uh -huh. Peter O'Toole. Mel Brooks. Oh. <laughs> Walter Matthau. 
Oh my! Yule Brenner? Oh my! Uh, Abe Vigoda? Ah! Uh. Dennis Hopper? Uh, Kirk Douglas? Oh uh, my god! Chris Christopherson? Lloyd Bridges? Jerry Van Dyke? And John Belushi? Oddly what? enough, is in that list. I feel like John Belushi would have been too young. Yeah. In this movie. Because that's right around his, that's right around Animal House. Yeah. He was still a, a young guy. Yeah, and I think Mel Brooks was doing his own stuff in 1970s. Yeah. You know, why would they have even thought of him? Uh, wishful thinking? I don't know. But I read that and I was like, Jesus, I know all of those all names. All of those names. Every single one of them. I would like to see Fish as Dr. Loomis. That would be fun. <laughs> because all I can think of him is that, you know, that deadpan. Yep. Fish. Yeah. The name? Yeah. Sam hi. Loomis? Did you catch that? His name was Sam Loomis? Yes. That is a nod to Psycho, which you wouldn't know because you've never seen it. <laughs> but uh, Janet Lee, Marion Crane's secret lover. Yes. His name's Sam Loomis. Oh, my. I believe he owned a hardware store. Okay. Yeah, see, um, High Anxiety was done in 1977. That's Mel Brooks. Uh-huh, yeah. So, I think Mel Brooks was doing his own thing. Right, like, History of the World Part 1 came out in, like, 1980. Like, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, he was working. Right. And But Jamie Lee Curtis, was this very early in her career? She was on a television show. This was her first movie. Oh. Yeah. Because I could, you know, she was very young. Uh, the show she was on, I didn't write it down, but I saw it. I think it was like Operation Petticoat. Does that sound like a thing? Operation Petticoat, yes. That okay. was a like a army show. Yeah. Then that's what she was on. Huh. Dennis Quaid. You know Dennis Quaid. Oh my gosh. Was uh, originally cast to play Bob, uh, the boyfriend the... that got killed in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, because his real life girlfriend was the totally girl. Oh. <laughs> but he uh, had some scheduled conflicts and he had to pull out. Okay. So that's kind of crazy. Oh my. That is weird. This is trivia that pretty much every horophile knows but you you're not gonna know this the mask the michael myers mask yes it was the prop guy went out and found a few different masks from you know like a cheap costume store <laughs> like you know drugstore masks mm -hmm. and he painted them up and kind of you know did stuff to the hairs and and just kind of put them on display like which uh which one do you think is scarier? And they picked the one that they, he's wearing in the movie. That mask was Captain Kirk. No. The one and only William Shatner. Oh, my goodness. Painted white with the hair messed up. Oh, that's crazy. And you kind of notice it in um, later movies. You kind of see it a little bit more. Yeah, now once I'd, you be, know now I'd be looking is. for it. But yeah, I thought, oh, man. I thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I would. 
Did I tell you that this movie was shot in 20 days? That is less than three weeks. Wow. No, you did not. And it was shot in sunny Southern California, uh-huh. where it rained a whole shitload. You could tell. Did you see when the girls was... were walking home, and then Lori's at her house, and she's it... walking through puddles? I thought, it's October. Why are they watering their lawn? That was the first thing I thought of. Well, I noticed, like, all the... Who waters their lawn? The beautiful, like, shrubs and, like, the, you know, the little sidewalk areas. I'm like, oh, those are beautiful. You don't see those in the Midwest. No. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) But the name for the town, Haddonfield, came from Dipper Hill's hometown. Yes, she was born in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Yes. Yep. I did know that. Um, Also, Dipper Hill and John Carpenter were dating. Well, you know what? It it talked in her thing. It talked about their close friendship for many years. But I could, they were dating. I could never find where they were really a couple, you know. But that's, I've seen that in other documentaries. And and that's what I read was that they had been dating and they broke up shortly after. Because he married his first wife, Adrienne Barbeau. Barbeau. Yes, in 1979. Yeah. And she she was the mother of the son, John Cody Carpenter. Uh-huh. His only son, I believe. I believe so. Which I remember when Adrienne Barbeau was pregnant. I, it, that's crazy to think that, but I, I do remember, but I didn't know who she was married to. Adrienne Barbeau and her breasts. Yes, and her breasts. Wow. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> but they were only married for about five years. Yeah. And then he married, I don't think I wrote that down in 88, 1988, his uh, current wife. Oh, sure. Oh, I didn't read any of that. I didn't read any about his personal life. He was, um, she was um, some kind of a film. I'll look it up. I didn't write it down. I thought, oh, I'll remember this. <laughs> well, the only reason I looked Deborah Hill up was because I read that uh, John Carpenter took a salary of $10,000 for writing, directing, and scoring the movie. Deborah oh. Hill opted to take no salary and get a percentage of the profits on the back end. On the ba- Yeah, I did read that. And I was trying to see exactly what that meant in terms of money for her because good for you yeah uh sandy king 1990 i don't know who he married is. her she was in he, uh, she was for help working on a movie that he was working the same way he met adrian barbeau he was working on a movie and she was, was it the in fog? it mm, or was the fog the second one that she starred in seemed to me that came after the marriage but i i don't know that yes okay yes i'm gonna say yes i don't i don't remember i don't people always going on about how um attractive she is and i'm just like i don't get it but well in 1978 attractive yeah she was hot with the hair and the boobs yeah Eh, well that's your opinion yeah you know whatever that's and that's fine. okay. Uh, they did not have really a costume department for the movie. Oh, uh-huh. So basically everybody wore their own clothing. Oh. Oh, that they cut up? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis went and purchased her own wardrobe. 
at a JCPenney store. Oh my goodness. She spent $100 and uh, bought, bought several outfits. Every every outfit you see in the movie, she bought a JCPenney. I'll be darned. Isn't that funny? And she only made $8,000 off this movie. Oh my. Yeah. She should have took money on the end too. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. They said something about she didn't make a lot on this newest one. But uh, she did get EP credit, so I'm sure she gets a lot more money from that. Yeah. Than, you know, being in it for six and a half minutes or whatever. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Oh. Did you tell me how much movie this made? How much money? No, you said it. Oh, you said collectively. Collectively. 640. I saw 47. 47 million on a $300,000 budget? Yeah. I'd say that Miss Hall did take the best deal. Hill. <laughs> Miss Hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Monty Hall. Monty Hall. Monty Hall. <laughs> I'd, I'll take what's behind the third door, please. <laughs> um, you, you only, you, it's a blink and you miss, yeah, a blink and you Are miss you him know? moment. But Lori's dad? Yes. Do you know who that man is? Uh, I recognize the name, but I cannot, I can't place it. His name is Peter Griffith. Yes. He was married to a one Miss Tippy Hedron. Yes. Uh, also known as Melanie's dad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I got, now, why do I know that name? That's who that is. Yep. Yes. Yeah, he was only, he walked through the front door and drove away in the car. That's yeah. all he was. That's all he did. Blink and you miss it. I hope he made a bunch of money. <laughs> he probably got scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carpenter had originally began the writing of Halloween as a sequel to the 1974 slasher Black. Christmas, he had contacted the writer of that movie and was like, listen, I'm really interested in writing you a sequel. You know, can I do that? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess. And then it just kind of never turned into anything. And then it turned into Halloween. Oh. Oh, interesting. One of the producers, Mustafa Akkad, mm -hmm. he is responsible for all of the garbage sequels. They're all terrible, but I love them. Every single one of them. Okay. Because when he kind of acquired the rights, he's like, I want to make Halloween movies until the day I die. It's like, I'm, this is, this is my bread and butter. And he did. Um, he was killed in a hotel bombing in Jordan. Oh. In 2005. Oh my. He was at a wedding there and it was a terrorist attack. But uh, I do know that Halloween is still in the Akkad family because a newest Halloween, Halloween Kills, Malik Akkad, is listed as oh the producer. Oh, okay. So that's that's pretty cool. I I appreciate that. Yeah. Because my God, some of the Halloweens in the middle are they're so stupid. <laughs> But you love them anyway. Oh, I'll watch them over and over. Like Halloween 6 
It's got a really intense performance by Paul Rudd. <laughs> intense a performance? very young Paul Rudd. And it's, it's just, but it's like out of place intense. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. Kill count in this movie was only seven, including a couple of dogs. Yes. Yes, it was. And two dogs. Yes. So that's oh, seven. Was it the three teenagers? Three teenagers. The gas station guy. Yes. One, two, three teenagers. Gas station guy. Two dogs. That's only six. Oh, I guess they count Judith Myers, the sister. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be seven. Uh, Judith Myers was played by a Playboy model. Really? Yeah. Um. And she said that the only bad part about her little piece of the movie was that the uh, the fake blood stained her skin red. And it was a lot of work to cover it up. Oh, for when she had to go to... Yeah. To model? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That's funny. This is the first thing I wrote down. And this, I don't know, I've seen this movie a hundred times. And I don't know why I really just kind of thought about it. But it starts out in 1963 where Michael kills Judith. How old would you say that Judith is? 16? 18? Well, I would say high school. Somewhere between there. But she looked, you know, toward the end of it. Yeah. 18-ish. Yeah. In the movie, in that time period, Michael is six years old. Yeah. So that's roughly an 11, 12-year difference. Yeah. Then... They jump to 1978, where Michael would be 21. Yes. And Lori is, what, 17-ish? 16, 17-ish? Yeah, high school. They're yeah. driving, so they're yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. So where would that put her in the mix? Who her? Lori. Oh, that's not explained in this movie, really. Uh, oh, that's I why wondered... you're lost. Yeah, because I kept saying, why did he go... Find her. Why did he find that girl? Because that's his sister. That's another sister? Yeah. I think they really explain it more in the next movie, maybe. But, but yeah, that's, that's why he's stalking her specifically. Oh, well, that time frame doesn't fit then. No. She wouldn't be driving. She wouldn't be in high school. 15, because she... 15 years is not long enough to get to 18 years. No, because in... In 1963, if she's 17 in 1978, she would have been born in 60. She would have been a toddler. Right. And there was no baby there. No. We didn't see a baby. No. But also, you know, why do you have an 18-year-old and a 2-year-old that drives me bananas? I Yeah, those two different families. Yeah. But they had a 6-year-old in the middle. Yeah. Even between 18 and 6 is kind of weird it's a little much i i think but you know i know a lot of people that have two families it's weird yeah i think so well my friend at work her her next door neighbors have like i think that if that they're i don't know if they had a miscarriage or if it was like a, a stillbirth or died before it left the hospital thing but there was one that didn't make it. But there are like 10 surviving children. 
Yeah, but I'm talking about like people. This is 2021. Yeah. Do you need 10 children? Well, uh, what I, I'm, well, no, I, like I've said this before, you have two eyes, two ears, two hands. God's telling you only get two children. But that's my opinion again. But what I'm talking about is like, you know, you remember Judy? She had, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, had yeah. her daughter. Uh huh. Who's was the mother of Blythe's friend? Uh huh. And her Judy's daughter, her second daughter, was was six months younger six than months Blythe's friend. Younger than her uncle. Yeah. No. Her nephew. Her nephew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Why? Why? What did they not have sex between one child? Oh, and then I thought, oh, oh, we haven't had sex in 15 years. Let's have sex. I, well, I don't know. A lot of people, and I only know this because I lurk on social media so much, but a lot of people I know, first baby came right away. Second baby was hard to achieve. Oh. Because there was some sort of infertility on one side or the other. Oh. So I don't know, maybe... And, you know, in the 80s, people don't talk about that. Oh, no. So I'm sure that wouldn't have been mentioned. I'm sure she probably would have rather you thought that she wasn't having sex for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, because Judy was married to the same guy for both children. Yeah. I find that unusual. But I don't. I don't because I know multiple people who have children like that. Yeah. Well, look at, you know. Don't get it. Marty and Mikey. Look how far apart they are. Oh, well, that was a... Change of life. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a change of a life, baby, and, and a little surprise. <laughs> that that really, that's not... Well, yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Because how old was Mart? Well, um, I, I'm thinking that they were close to teens, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking that they must have been, I, I don't know, 12, 13, 14? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because, um, yeah, my aunt was, I, I would, I was tagged to take her to doctor's appointments because she had a leaky bag. Oh. And she couldn't drive. Oh. So I drove her to doctor's appointments and i babysat molly and marty so you know they're what five years younger than me okay ish? yeah so holy cow <laughs> <laughs> you think about that and then you don't think about it and it's like wow yeah yeah i guess so i guess it happens everywhere <laughs> Because I don't think our family is any different than any other family in any other world. No. I know that uh, my ex-husband has uh, an aunt and an uncle born on the same day, 10 years apart. Oh, my goodness. Well, and that happened on the um, grandpa's side of the family, too. My cousin Mike. Oh, uh-huh. And Linda and Janet. Linda and Janet were both driving when Mike was a toddler. Oh, so, yeah, you know, so I guess it happened on both sides of my family. Yeah, weird. Both of those babies were named Michael. Weird. 
<laughs> do we need a weird sound effect? I don't even know what these um, are. Yeah, we do need a sound effect. <laughs> kind of fits. <laughs> kind of fits. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That just dawned on me that both of those babies were named Michael. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but my cousin Michael is, you know, he's closer to my age than yeah. Michael is. Yeah. They call them both Michael. Not Mike. They're both Michaels. Oh, I've always called him Mike. I've always called M- Mikey. Yeah. Oh, he's Michael now? Yeah. Oh. He was Mikey when he was little. But I never, no. I still refer to him as Mikey. Yeah. Because he's... Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that changed. Pardon me. Well, he's an adult now, you know. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> I said that the nurse was smoking P-Funks, and you were just kind of looking at me like, huh? I don't remember what P-Funks are. Parliaments. Parliaments. Yes. Parliament Funkadelic. (laughs) Just jumped into my, just dumped into my, you know, they still sell Parliaments. Oh, I smoked Parliaments. Yes, I know. That's crazy. Um, The fun thing about Parliaments is that there's only like half a filter in it. Uh Uh-huh. So there's, you know, there's the actual cigarette and then there's like a little bit of the cotton um, filter. And then the rest is just like paper tubing. Okay. And that was, I guess, designed for when pilots, uh, like fighter pilots were flying and they could crunch down on the cigarette and still smoke it while they were flying. Oh, dear. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I just grossed myself out thinking about it because it's gross. But, um, yeah, hands-free. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, Speaking of pilots. Oh, uh uh-huh. John Carpenter has a commercial pilot's license. Oh. And he has, he flies helicopters, and he has done spots as helicopter pilot in his movies. He also was the voice of boyfriend Paul on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. I I didn't read that. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. But he couldn't scrape up somebody young to... There are lots of men in the, you know, in the background that all did a lot more than just their set background job okay and his was talking on the phone i'll be darned to little Lindsay wallace <laughs> um oh <laughs> i noticed mr brackett's chest hair when Lori runs in to the to the cop yes his chest hair was 1978 out of control yes it was it was crazy he had on like four shirts you could still see that shit <laughs> It's coming out his out the top of his uh, collar. Yeah, his undershirt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's because men don't have chest hair now. Oh right, you got to be groomed. Yeah, and it for, in general, we're not allowed to have hair on our body at all. Well, and it's just you know, I don't I, understand. I've never really been with hairy men, so you know, Justin's chest hair. I mean, Justin has a hair on his chest. He's he's a man, but it's not. Growing up, 
1978 crawling up his neck. <laughs> ah, that's funny. We did, <laughs> we did comment on how they pull up to Mr. Brackett after they were yeah. smoking the hot box in the car. <laughs> yes. How did you not smell that? Exactly. And then he was talking to Loomis about kids doing drugs. Yeah. I'm like. But then on the other hand, I'm thinking, 78, you know, I don't don't know that adults really knew what weed smelled like. They weren't hip. They were not hip. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm sure if we talked to grandma right now about jazz cigarettes, she would know a thing or two. I. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think so. But if you in, think so, go ahead. In the age of reefer madness, I think that I think that well, your parents knew a little bit more than you think so. In the age of reefer madness, she would have been a little child. Not really. When was when was that? I, the late forties, I think. She was a teenager. She, well, I guess. I don't know. I think grief or madness was closer to the 30s. I'll tell you in a minute. I know. <laughs> well, this only talks about, oh, it's a movie musical made in 2005. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> oh, you're right. 1936. Uh, yeah. See, she would have been just a toddler. Yeah, whatever. They would have seen it at the Nickelodeon. <laughs> Correct. But when they're out driving... Annie says that she's going to pick Lori up at 6.30. Now, in October, where we live, which is on the outskirts of the Midwest, uh-huh. 6.30 p.m. on October 31st is full dark. Yeah, full dark. 6.30 p.m. in this movie on Halloween was middle of the day, bright sunshine. Yeah. Then these girls are in the car for what seems to be about four hours. Right, to drive to the... To drive across the street yeah, to, to the, get to the babysitting jobs. Yes. Because it is pitch black. When they arrive. When they arrive. Yeah, because when they talk to the dad at the, at the hardware store... It was still light out. It was light. Yeah. It was middle of the daylight. Yes. And then they drove around for another few hours... And pulled up in front of the kids' house, and it was full dark. Full dark. Yeah. Because they never saw the car that was tailpiping them. Yeah. I don't understand. And, you know, in the daylight, you can you can kind of miss stuff like that if you're not paying attention. But in the dark, when you're traveling by yourself, somebody else's headlights are going to be in your vision. Your rearview mirror. Your field of vision. Yes. So, that's why I was just like, mm. That seemed weird. Yeah. And we both commented about it. Yeah. And and my thing is always, why are the windows open? Why are all the windows open and no screens? You know what? Generally. Yeah, that's how pests get in. Yeah. No screens. Middle of the, well, in October, we could have snow in October. Well, it snowed in Colorado yesterday. Oh. So, this is not yet Halloween. No. So, you know, only in California would you have your windows open at the end of October with no screens and the doors open. 
I don't know. If I didn't live on such a busy street, I'd have my windows open a lot more. You would? Yeah. Yeah, no. But not, you know, no screens. I'm going to have the screens in. Yeah. I don't want my cats to get out. No. No, I'm not I don't want a, my cats to climb screens either. I'm not a window open kind of person, I guess. Uh, it's nice in the evening when there's not a lot of traffic and, you know, a nice cool breeze comes I, in. I on have my air conditioning. S- well, so do I, but... I can turn the fan on if I want to breeze. Listen, <laughs> the thermostat Nazi, every oh once God. in a while... He won't let you... <sighs> Sometimes it is either way too hot or way too cold in my house. <laughs> and when I rectify that situation, it is unrectified <laughs> the minute I turn my back. <laughs> and I don't understand that because Big Daddy's a big man. I don't. You'd think he'd want some air conditioning on that frame of his. I don't get it. Like, I, I, I'm sure it comes from his mom. God bless her. She is a summer baby. She is, she lives for the sun and the warmth. And like, we'll go to her house in the summertime and she'll have like, um, she doesn't have central air, but her house is real tiny. So she's got like a, like a wall unit and uh, some like fans to circulate it around the house. But we're outside most of the goddamn time. Oh, (laughs) it's a nightmare. I know. No, I'm a big girl. I like air conditioning. And I don't, I, and again, you know, Justin being Justin. He's okay with it. He's fine with it. Yeah. He's fine with sweating it out. I am not. I do not do that. No. I do not work as hard as I do to not be comfortable in my house. I completely agree with you. You are your mother's daughter. Ay, ay, ay. But he likes to just push. I'm like. Yep. I, my Stop thinking is you cannot turn the heater on until October. Don't even think about turning the heat on until October. But this weather, this weather has been psychotic. I know. I know. Air conditioning can come on at any time during the year. Anytime. Yeah. Heat, October mm. through... May <sighs> anymore? Goddamn May? Well, yeah. Now it's... Well, I just turned my heat on this last cold snap, what, started a week or so ago? Um, it's been getting down in the 40s at night. It's been cold in my little brick house. When we had that that first cold snap, like at the end like of September. Like last month, yep. Yeah, I, I turned it on because I, it was 62 in the house, and I was just like, my feet are freezing. Yes, I had to turn it on to just knock the chill knock off. Knock the chill off, but then I turned it right back off. Yeah, because... It got hot again the next yep. day. Yeah. And we were all boiling. Yes. Yes. So, but I just had it on just for a little while just to knock the chill out. You know, I got this little cat. I don't know what he likes. I mean. Yeah. You cold cat? He won't say. <laughs> so, you know. But then the air conditioning came right back on and it is still on. No, I turned the heat on. And the, the nights get and I, I don't know if it's because this house is brick. I don't know. But it's cold in here in the mornings. Oh. It is cold. I don't like that. No, me either. I don't I don't mind sleeping when it's cold. I love snuggling under the blankets oh, yeah. when it's nice and icy cold. 
but boy, once my feet hit the floor, it's like, bam! Let's get back in bed. Yes! Well, this has just ruined my whole day. Yes. My get up and go has get up and gone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. Hate it. I hate it. So, But I don't know why they, they had their windows open in October anywhere in the world. Maybe Australia, because it's summer there, but... Yeah. Yeah, and, and this crazy, that thing called global warming that is not happening is certainly turned uh, things upside down here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I did, we did make mention of uh, when we were watching the movie that Lori's walking home from school and there are children trick-or-treating. Yes. Like, what are the trick-or-treating hours in Henfield, Illinois? Because here in Toledo, Ohio, they are 6P to 8P. Well, back in the 70s. Shop. No, when I was a little kid, there was a time. Yeah, there was a time. Yeah. Yeah. But so when, they, when they get to the kids' houses, there's still people trick-or-treating. Yes. There were still kids running around the streets. Not a ton, no. but still enough to say, hey, there's, st- there's yeah. still kids trick-or-treating. In the pitch black. Yeah. And I noticed when Lori and Tommy were sitting on the couch, there was a handled bag on the floor next to the couch that didn't look, it looked conspicuous. Well, and he still had a costume on, didn't he? No. That little outfit he had, wasn't that, didn't that appear to be a costume to you? I thought it was like, more like jammies. Oh. But you're right. It must have been because when they do show the kids in their jammies, he's wearing something different. Yes. Yes. When she said, go run to the neighbors and yes, he did have pajamas on. Yeah. Yes. I think he still had his costume on. Because I was like, how, how are these two? But Lindsay didn't. Lindsay was wearing a dress. Yeah. A dress and knee socks. Yeah. She looked like she just got home from school. Yeah. How are these the only two kids that weren't excited about trick-or-treating? I don't know. But see, I think we're asking questions that we shouldn't be asking. We're supposed to suspend our belief. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I still ask all those questions. I ask you that. Should I not be asking these questions? <laughs> like um, when he was, when he got, when Bob got stabbed and he was hanging on that door. I think... That the sheer weight of a dead body would have pulled that knife right out of the door. I don't think it would have pulled the knife out of the door so much as it would have broken the knife in the door. Um, that could possibly be. Because it, the blade wasn't up, so he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have sliced it down. Right. And that was only a this long a knife, and a human body is that long. Yeah. So we couldn't have gotten into the door enough to hold up a human body. And, you know, it looked to be just like a pantry door. And, you know, pantry doors aren't, you know, front doors thick. Right. Right. So, yeah. We're I, not, we're not supposed I to have questions to that. about that. <laughs> I did. And I wrote this down because I loved it so much. Michael has Laurie trapped in the closet, and then she stabs him with the hanger, and he falls. 
she comes out of the closet and she's just kind of she's just kind of sitting there like and she sends the kids away and she's just kind of sitting there like (laughs) and you're like why aren't you leaving why aren't you running why are why are you still there and i'm and i'm just like and and so i'm laughing and my mom's like oh my god is she still high I nearly peed myself. <laughs> it was so funny because, yeah. And and that goes back to that commercial. Let's hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> Dummies. Get your ass out the door. Start running. Start screaming. Fire. Fire. <laughs> you don't run for help. You run fire. This is a- it was a hundred years ago. My ex-husband and I went and saw the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, in the theater. Oh, good lord. Yeah. And we're sitting there watching it, and, you know, people are running in the woods, and they're falling down, and beep, 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 and <laughs> all that horror movie trope stuff. And he's just sitting there, and he's just like, you know, you would fall down, and I'd be able to outrun you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's awful. And I still married that guy? I don't know why. Oh, wait. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A girl at work was asking me about scary movies. She's like, I want to watch something scary, but I want to watch something gross. And I'm just like, well, you know, just stick to the classics. Just go right back to... 77 to 83 just stick right in there yes because those are the ones you're gonna have the most fun with they're gonna be familiar enough to yes that you'll enjoy it but not so familiar that you're gonna be super scared yes yeah okay i just looked this up it's a geico commercial (laughs) i'll let you see it after we're okay uh, when we're done because why don't we get in the running car? <laughs> no. I did see um, on some e-cards, and I sent this to my friend at work, it says, Happy Early Halloween to someone we both know who would be the first to go in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I also saw another like tweet meme on Facebook that said... <laughs> That says, Jamie Lee Curtis got one more Halloween before I handle Michael Myers my damn self. And I'm dying. <laughs> I've seen that one. Because, same. <laughs> I agree. But the whole, the problem with the Halloween movies is the same problem with any psycho killer horror movie. I'm, there's only so much you can do. Well, and... Um, you know, oh, I poked him in the eye with a hanger and he fell over. He's not dead. You pick his knife up and you start stabbing him enough that his head comes off. There you go. You know, well, that's, and, and this is just in like, uh, we watched, what did we watch recently? It was a John Travolta movie and Vince Vaughn was like a bad stepdad and John Travolta just wanted to see his kid and, you know, it was stupid. But, um, you know, 
Vince Vaughn gets hit like across the back with like a two by four and he and he goes down and they're just like, oh, my God, it's over. It's oh, my God, it's over. I'm so happy it's over. And he's up again. Just ready to start well, fighting some more. And I'm like, okay, why did you drop the two by four? Right. Why are you not still hitting him? Right. With the two by four. Right. Am I am I a psychopath because I think of this? Well, sheer adrenaline would pop him back up. And sheer adrenaline would keep you beating the shit out of him. Right. You'd think. You would think that. I don't know. I don't. I just, you know, I see stuff like that in movies and I'm like, come on. Absolutely. I don't understand. There's only so much damage you can do with a knitting needle to the neck. You know, there was no arterial spray. No. Maybe, maybe stab him a few times. Maybe right. once he drops his knife, you pick it up and Absolutely. let him run into it a few times. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Let him run into it a few times? Yeah. No, just stab him with it. I just, <laughs> I just don't know. I don't either. I don't get it. See, that's why you don't want to watch a, a movie with me. Because I point out the obvious. Well, this this is part of the interesting the parts of Halloween, or just horror movies in general, is that now now we're bringing into now we're bringing into play the the final girl. She is going to make it by hook or by crook. That girl is going to make it through the movie. Whatever's thrown at her, she's getting past it. You, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because everybody else is dead. Yeah. Okay. But how are they going to get rid of Michael Myers? Am I in the wrong movie? Yeah, yeah we're in the wrong Michael movie. Myers, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and see, that's the thing. That's that's what they're trying to set up is, is he human? No. Is he a demon? No. Is he something supernatural? No. Is he preternatural? No. You know... How how did he you know take a hanger to the eye and a and you know like knitting a knitting needle, needle to, to the, the jugular yeah and you know how did he get back up how did he take six bullets and then run away yeah he took six, well, six yeah. bullets to the to the stump that that guy unloaded that revolver I bet there's more than six bullets in that it looked like a a Glock or something like that it was well, a pretty big only gun have six. Well, that no, he had a pretty big gun. I think so. I, I'm. I think that revolvers only have six bullets. Okay. Well, yeah, a revolver does, but that guy yeah. didn't. He had a bigger gun. That was only a revolver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he unloaded. Yeah. I don't know how he disappeared from there, or how he didn't bleed out, all leaving a trail of where he went. And um. You know, they don't really explain that in any of the movies. It's not, it's never really explained Does, why he just can't die. Because they have tried to kill him in every single movie. Well, maybe they need to get Blackula on it and give, <laughs> give him a stake to the heart. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. No, it wasn't Blackula. It was, it was Doctor, Doctor Who in Blackula. Um... The guy that kept going to the police. I can't even think of it. That was so long ago that we watched that movie. Oh, the... The young... The young... the Like the scientist guy. Yeah. 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 He figured it out. 
Stick to the heart. Yeah. Get on it. Uh -huh. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you know, I know why Freddy keeps coming back because he, that's, that's his hell given power is he's able to haunt people's dreams. And when people are scared, he gets power. Oh, okay. And he can come back. I don't really like the Freddy movies. Well, I've never seen any of them either, but I don't like them either. And I'm not going to make you watch them, just simply because I don't like them. Okay. Um, And, you know, Jason keeps coming back. And, you know, is it... Jason's just like Michael. He just never dies. Yeah. And is it because his mom, like, cursed Crystal Lake? And, you know, now he, like, just haunts it? But it... Is he dead? Well, in... There was nobody ever found. <laughs> in Jason Goes to Hell, the ninth movie, there's like a like a setup. There's this like house in the woods and this hot woman is just kind of wandering around this property and she goes in the house and she's taking a bath and you know, the lights go out. And so she's wrapped in a towel and she's, what's going on? And then... You know, Jason's there, and then there, she—he's chasing her through the woods, and the continuity is terrible because in some spots she's barefoot, and in other spots she's wearing big old hiking boots. Okay, does she still have the towel? Yes. Or does it come and go? No, towel stays. Okay, so the towel with the hiking boots sometimes. Yeah. Okay. But when she gets to wherever she's supposed to get, like fifty-eight SWAT people jump up and just shoot the living shit out of Jason. Okay. And his body is taken to, like, coroners, and his heart is out of out of the body. Uh -huh. His heart is sitting, like, on a scale. Well, remember what happened to the taxi driver in the coroner's office? Yeah. She reanimated. Yeah. I still have questions about that. <laughs> well, so Jason can come back with... His heart was out of his body. Obviously, he didn't need a heart. But what? But that's the thing, is that in that movie, the coroner's sitting there staring at this nasty, just this nasty, nasty-looking heart. It's not. I mean, it looks humanoid, but it's like gnarled. It's it's gross-looking. And this coroner's sitting there staring at it, and he picks it up and he eats it, and then he becomes Jason. <laughs> So, is that how Jason stays alive? Hosts? Is he a parasite? Oh. I don't know. Well, that's a better answer than the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. Nope. But yeah, uh, Freddy's not my favorite. And I, even with the bit of better explanation that they give about Freddy's backstory in the remake, which was terrible, as it is. I still don't really understand Freddy. <laughs> Why does he have um, Wolverine claws on? Well, Freddy's backstory is that he was a child killer. He worked in a school. He worked as like a maintenance man in a school. Uh -huh. And he was a child killer. And I guess part of his thing was that he wanted... You know, claws. So he made himself a glove with literal claws on it. Okay. Um, I guess to help 
kill better. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't... I think they... I think they say in the remake that he was a pedophile. And I, I don't remember them saying that in the original. But also the original was made in the early 80s when they didn't really talk about stuff like that. Right. So I think Child Killer was the wink and a nudge to pedophile. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Freddy's not my favorite. Well, good. That means we don't have to watch it. <laughs> We have reached the end of October, though. Yes. So what are we going to do in November? I don't know. Are we just going to go fast and loose and watch whatever we want? Because there's really nothing Thanksgiving-y. Well, that's true. I guess we should just go fast and loose. Okay. Just pick some wild cards. Okay. We'll find something fun. Absolutely. We'll have to watch a few fun ones so you can... (laughs) recoup (laughs) okay because i know this has been pretty rough (laughs) although i didn't think blackula or scream blackula scream was too bad no i thought they were great and this movie's not so bad except i've got all these questions you know who leaves their doors unlocked in the 70s in some communities they uh, everybody did right I remember when we didn't lock our doors. Yeah. That's, we didn't lock our doors. So, I mean, it's not unusual, but who has their windows open in October? (laughs) At least without a screen. That's weird. I I don't understand having a window open without a screen in it at all. No. No. Not not to mention the bugs that are going to come in, but what if, you know... What if a stray cat jumps in my house? Yeah. I don't need that. I hadn't thought of that. What if I get Squirrel. Yeah. That's going to be a nightmare to catch. Yes. Yeah, that's just aggravation that I don't need in my life. Right. Correct. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... That movie wasn't awful. But I... You know, it's not like I want to watch it again. No. Would you be interested in watching the second one? Um, yeah, probably. You know, at this point, that we need to look at stuff. I need to look at stuff. Because, like I said, I look at it with different eyes, different thinking now. Yeah. You know, we when we went to the movies as younger people, we just went, you know, like we go watch a TV show. Mm-hmm. Go to the movie. But now I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. More interesting. There's more to these movies than just what you see at the theater. There are a couple of kills in the next movie that are absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) They are gruesome, but it's just, how is that even possible? Okay. One involves a medical hot tub. A medical hot tub? Yeah. First of all, how hot can a, like, hot tub therapy hot tub get uh i wouldn't think very hot well in that kill somebody's face melts off oh but michael's hand does not intact okay i don't know that uh, i think you'd have to have something caustic hot to melt a face off i, I would think so yeah 
Yeah, like, now we have to watch it. Like over a thousand degrees? Oh, at least. Blowtorch hot. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have to watch it. <laughs> because I gotta see this. <laughs> Let's hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> I told uh, the girl that was asking me about horror movies at work. Um, I said, you know, Hellraiser 6 is one of my favorite movies. And I said, only because of that guy, the mayhem guy. Because I just sit there the whole time. You guys are great. It's just the whole time. It's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, dear. (laughs) Hellraiser 6 is also the return of Kirsty, like the final girl from... The first Hellraiser. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Hellraiser's a little advanced for you. Thank you. Um, especially the first one. The first one is it's gross. Ugh. Yeah, good. I don't want to see that. And it's not gross like something viscerally gross. It's it's like a guy's body is like kind of melted into this part of an attic. Ew. And blood starts to kind of reanimate his body Ew. and regenerate. So he like goes from just like a pile of nothing to like a pile of goo to like, like, you know, Ew, stop bones. talking. And then he becomes like, remember Mr. Body on like P- PBS? The muscle yes. suit? Yes. So then he looks like that guy. Oh my God. And then he is Ew. more humanoid. Ugh. Um, no thanks. Well, also, Hellraiser. Uh, I love Hellraiser, but I think it's one of those movies that I would be uncomfortable watching with you just because of the subtext of it all. <laughs> Hellraiser is. How do you think I'd even get the subtext? Well, some of it's pretty in your face. <laughs> um, it's basically Clive Barker's ode to, um bondage and sadomasochism oh yeah no no the um because that's what the the cenobites are are supposed to represent that pleasure and pain that one comes from the other and yeah ew yeah no thanks and yeah i i love those movies but like i don't sit there and dwell about that because i don't you know i don't care it doesn't matter to me what you're doing but um yeah it's not my business The later Hellraisers are ridiculous, though. <laughs> okay. I did tell that girl to watch Hellraiser Debtor. I said that there is, like, one big jump scare in it, and it is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's walking in, like, this apartment that somebody has obviously died in. It smells. It's gross. There's flies. It's gross. She's kind of just kind of, like, searching around this apartment, and she opens the bathroom door there is a body in the bathroom and but she sees the the puzzle box where hellraiser i guess like comes from it's called the lament configuration for all the nerds out there <laughs> and she she's trying to reach she's trying to stretch for this box and the body like kind of like falls a bit Ew. and it's it, the first time i saw it i was i don't you know my my teeth almost fell out oh <laughs> 
but you know, subsequently I've seen it and it's just like, eh, but watch <laughs> out, it's, it's coming. <laughs> Would I toss my cookie? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever else was on your plate. Yes. <laughs> um, we should talk about our food. We did nothing oh, ex- fancy nothing for the food. Americana? Yes. Hot dogs and french fries? Yes. It's called, um, we've both worked about 50 hours this week, and yeah. we just wanted food in our bodies fast. Yeah. I, I went to the grocery store. I knew exactly where the stuff was. I picked it up, threw it in the cart, and ran out. Because how long did dinner take to cook? With, oh. What, the fries? May, maybe. Oh, those took longer. 20 minutes? Yes. They take about 20 minutes. Yeah. But the rest of the whole rest of it, you know, it's like five minutes worth of uh, struggle. Yeah. <laughs> to get something on a plate. And then Alexis got the ketchup water. Uh, I don't know why she thought she could have ketchup right out of the bottle without shaking it. I shook the mustard. <laughs> I know, which was know. strange. And then you got the ketchup water. <sighs> and I want to know why there's so much ketchup water in a bottle of ketchup. Well, it separates. But why? Probably because, like, the tomato goo and the sugar and the all the preservatives and shit, like, are separate. more of a solid, and the water is lighter. Because you than never, the goo. you never get away from ketchup water. No, it's always there. That's my scientific recommendation: okay. is that wa- the water is lighter than the ketchup goo. All right, those are okay. exact scientific terms. All right, I'm down with it. Yeah, I got it. I still hate it though. <laughs> ketchup water mustard it's, water it's gross what isn't it why isn't there mayonnaise water i uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> don't even talk about it that's uh we're having that potluck at work tomorrow and deborah was talking about making spinach dip with you know, frozen spinach it's like oh you know this is this will never take it's like throw it in the microwave for a couple minutes you get it warmed up and then you squish it out you can do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Don't leave it in there long enough to cook. Yeah, don't just leave it in there long enough to put it on half power. Don't put it in there so long that you can't touch it when you take it out. Yeah, but then, then I had to think about what it takes to make spinach and artichoke dip, and then I was just like, because <laughs> I've made it before, and well, I. It was a labor of love. I know that you like it. I know that Justin likes it. God damn it, it was awful for me. Uh, if if you haven't guessed already, Lex does not like mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like sour cream. And I don't like cream cheese. All three of which <laughs> are in spinach and artichoke dip. <laughs> and all three of those smells in one bowl. <laughs> in one house, in oh. one kitchen. are. On top of the wet spinach smell. Oh, yeah, yeah, that smells like dirt. You know, it smells like dirt. Is gross. Yeah. Smells like mushy dirt. Green, leafy, baby spinach. Wonderful. Yes. Eat my body weight in it. Yes. You put a pile of cooked spinach in front of me and I'll slap you in your mouth. I love spinach. I hate it. Raw. That whatever meal grandma made it with the with the bacon and the yeah. fried eggs. Monday, Thursday. 
I hated that. Oh my Just the God. smell of that meal. <sighs> I love that meal. I love that oh. meal. That's peasant food. <clears throat> That's the um, bitter greens, the, the Seder dinner. Oh. <laughs> so gross. Oh God, I can still I smell it. it. Oh, I know. I can too. Now that I'm thinking about it, Ooh. I don't know that I could make it as good as, as that. I well, because you need a four-year-old bottle of bacon grease in the back of your refrigerator. I have one. You Do mean you... that's something bad? I don't have one. Really? Yeah. What do you put your cornbread in? I don't make cornbread. Oh, you gotta put corn. You gotta put bacon grease in the pan and heat it up. And then you put the cornbread in it. Well, also, part of that, I think, is because I like my bacon super well done. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to save the burnt fat. The, yeah, the rendered fat is all burnt to shit. Yeah, I'll show you when we, we get done. With, I got a thing of bacon grease in the refrigerator. Oh, my God. Are you an old person? Yes. <laughs> Did you not know I was fat? Well, I mean, we're not going to talk about that, but... Okay. I just thought that was I, something grandparents did. That for a reason. Okay. No, I, I get it. I eat almost, almost everything. I could, I probably only have a handful of stuff that I don't eat. Oh, my don't eat list is pretty high. Well, we were talking about it at work today. I, I don't like jimmies and sprinkles and stuff on cookies. Yeah. Or cake. I think it's a texture thing. I hate biting into those things. I don't like them. Okay. I don't They're eat fun, them. They're fun, though. Well, and they always look pretty, you know? And, you know, they're they're fun. But why? Why ruin a piece of cake or a cookie with those things on them? Yeah, fair enough. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I don't like beets. Hmm. Jeez. I don't like peppers. Ugh. First of all, they make me burp. Yeah, but that's a, so good. You know, get to savor that. L relive it numerous times. No, I don't want to live it the first time. <laughs> I don't like giant hunk of onion. I love onion flavor, and I want onion in all of my food, but I don't want chunks so big I can see it. Uh-huh. I don't like celery. I don't like cooked celery. I I made that chicken uh -huh. soup the other day, and uh, I just left the celery whole so I could pull it right out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Yeah, I just left it whole, threw it in the pot. Oh, stock-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And then I could just pull it right out and put it in the trash. Because that's not even something you can really mush away. No. Like, you can't. Because there's you always can't, string. That, yeah, that hair. It's gross. Yes. Oh, what else? I could, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> I don't All like right. a lot of things. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm getting but better? You, you are, yes, you are eating more things than you used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love to eat, and, you know, there's just so little I don't like to eat. Mussels. I don't really like mussels. Um... No, no, not mussels. Scallops. Ooh. That's a pure texture thing. Cause sometimes because sometimes they're so big that you can't really chew them fast enough 
to, to get away from slide that slide down snot texture. Yeah. Look. Yeah, and if you ever had that, I think it's called menudo. It's that Mexican soup. Oh, uh huh. I love the broth. The broth is delicious. But when you get to the the innards, they're just not good. Oh. You have to. No, they're not good. Okay. Broth is delicious. Huh. But mm, it's I I don't I don't even remember what stomach lining. Oh God. Don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> this is like haggis. That just sounds gross to me. Yeah, the, just the name haggis. Oat-filled sheep intestine. Yeah, no, thank you. Sheep stomach, something like that. No, no thanks. I don't need that. Ugh. Can't even imagine. No. Oh well. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, we'll have to think of something fun. Yeah. But we will. We'll sit down and watch Halloween too. Okay. Sometime. You said you wanted to. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I you got to see that guy's face boil off. Could we do it in the daytime? Yes. <laughs> like our midnight movie tonight. Yeah, that really turned into it full dark. Kind of did turn into midnight, didn't it? <laughs> it's, it's very dark. It's it's almost like the street light outside is not working or something. It's that dark. Yeah. But we have lights, so I'm sure the street light is working. Eh, you know. Oh, that the church light across the street from my house, I can see it from my bedroom. Sometimes that's a real freaky. Oh, with the leaves and the trees, the and swaying. sometimes when it's foggy, Ooh, super creepy. Yeah, yeah. You can shut your curtains, you know. Well, no, because it's in that that crack that like the curtain doesn't go around. Oh, uh-huh. so you know, there's always that crack in the curtain that you have to look <laughs> through, and it's right on my side of the bed, so I can see so right out of it. You have to look out there, and you know that far away without my glasses on. I can just see, you know, the fuzz. Yes. <laughs> but it's still freaky. Yep. Okay. We'll watch something fun. Okay. We definitely will watch Halloween 2 at some All point. All right. It's so fun. It's so <laughs> stupid. And that one is where they do introduce um, some blood, some bloodshed. Really? Yes. Okay. Different time. They also talk about Samhain, which is... It's, kind of the uh, pagan fest fall festival. Yes. That um Halloween was kind of loosely based on. Yes. Um, they talk about that uh-huh. a bit, and apparently Michael has a tattoo in that movie to represent Samhain. Now you can just kind of see it on the inside of his wrist at one point. It's weird. I don't understand it. Um, How can a dead guy get a tattoo? Well, I don't. How can an undead guy get a tattoo? I don't know. Also, uh. Later on in the Halloween movies, there's kind of a nod to, I think it's the first Frankenstein movie where he kind of stumbles in and is kind of taken in by the blind man. Uh-huh. Michael it kind of is taken care of by, like, a blind woods hermit. Okay. And it's weird. Did he, did he give him the tattoo? Uh, well, no, because that's later on down the line, so I don't know... Okay, if he came into my shop for a tattoo, I I would send him back out. I'd lock the doors and burn the place down. <laughs> on on this Roku, there's a the Funnier Die channel. <laughs> I've been watching it the yeah. last few nights. 
um, because there is a little show on it called Zach Morris's Trash. Uh-huh. Zach Morris was the the main character on um, Saved by the Bell. Yes. And they just talk about, they just basically kind of real world explain like plot points of Saved by the Bell episodes oh. in which you really, you don't notice it when you're a kid and you're watching this stuff. You're like, oh my God, that guy's so cool. He's getting away with so much because he's so cool. He's really just a giant douche. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's so funny. <laughs> so, if you get a chance, look that up. Look it up. It is hilarious. <laughs> that goes for all of you out there in Radioland. Watch Funnier Dies. Zach Morris is trash. It's okay. Hilarious. It's so. <laughs> and at the end of every episode, where they talk about you know, well, then this person was never seen again because they probably fucking killed themselves. <laughs> Oh my god okay <laughs> i think on that note we'll uh we'll bid adieu all righty until the next time when we figure out what we're doing okay and uh we'll watch something we'll do something fun all right we'll something funny not something so heavy we'll think it's something i've already got something in mind okay and i think you'll like it we could watch high anxiety we could watch anything Mel Brooks. We were talking about Mel Brooks today. Yeah. There's tons of funny stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, all right. All right. I'm I'm glad you have something in mind. It'll yeah. be exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. All right. Oh, i got to think of a meal, too. Ooh, yeah. We'll get there. All right. All right. Well, for Movies with My Mother, Happy Halloween. Yes. And Trick or treat. <laughs> I guess we'll see you when we see you. Yes. Next weekish. Who knows? We'll yeah. we'll get there. We'll be there. <laughs> Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>